DJ, drop a beat. Not another podcast. 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 Those people are the freaks, man. They're hookers, so it's fine. James. Meth is a hell of a drug. Okay, bitch, it's on. Price. You know what really grinds my gears? I bet they're Brazilianaires. Samantha. Get out now or sting, get weaved. When we're really <laughs> desperate, we put our hands underneath his balls. Big Jim. I know my way around a joke. You've been shaving your own pubic hair for years? No, I've just been collecting it. I'm not weird. Danny. Don't want to sound like a dick or nothing. Had an expansive bookmark collection. What the hell is wrong with you people? Not another podcast. But Samantha's here, so everything's good. Well, it's better. That's <laughs> Yay. So, but um, since we, we had that little conversation to start this, I actually want to talk this week about... Uh, mental and emotional self-care. Because um, as as the the boys and I were talking before you came on, Samantha, we're in we're we're gearing up that political machine again, and uh, it's bad. It is it is so bad this this time around. And honestly, we've we're still in the midst of some really dark shit. The last three years have been kind of shit. So uh, it, it got me thinking this morning ab- about what, what we do to not let that stuff get to us too much. And, and, and essentially how we take care of ourselves mentally and emotionally. So I know Danny's thing is music. He talks about it all the time, so we can skip him. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Danny. <laughs> But I did. I, I think it's important, Damn especially it, especially in the times we're in right now, finding ways to take care of ourselves, to watch out for ourselves uh, in, in those aspects. I mean, physically, it's 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 easy. Get out and do some exercise. But uh, your your health is more than just your physical. It's your mental and emotional as well. So I thought it would be fun if we could talk about ways that that we kind of cope with all this stuff. And we'll start with Danny. <laughs> well, uh, fair, fair, fair play. Um, honestly, for me, uh, like my genuine escapism is typically video games because it's the easiest. It is the, you know, most ready to go. Like when I grab my instrument and stuff like that, it's really nice when I get to just sit down and play, but doesn't happen that often or nearly as often as I would like, but I can squeak in a couple of minutes on a video game and feel something, you know, mm. um, the one that I've been playing recently was uh, ghost of Tsushima and uh, really, really pretty game. And yeah, it's been my number one escapism for now because I get to ride around on horseback in feudal Japan and I'm actually doing good things. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know. I mean, I try to use books sometimes, but a lot of the times if I don't find the right music for a book, it won't click for me. Um, so it takes a little more effort to get into, but yeah, it's like, I try to find comedy videos on like Instagram reels and shit like that to try to cheer myself up, watch, you know, Husky videos or whatever, because fucking Huskies are adorable. Love those. Mm. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, between music and video games, that's really where I go to just kind of let my brain decompress. And yeah, when it doesn't happen, it takes a toll on me. And it's like, that's about it, though. I mean, really, when it comes down to it, although I am a social person, when I'm in the thick of it, I tend to get very reclusive. But when I know I'm being reclusive is when I dive into music. It's when I dive into video games and things like that. And it's like, no, this is this is me time. So when I'm around other people, I'm not just a bummer. <laughs> but yeah, that's basically how I've always taken care of myself. It's like I have more time than I know what to really do with mentally to kind of analyze how I'm feeling or where I am at and things like that. I mean, even when I'm at work, if I get to do a mindless task, it's beautiful for me because that's just hours I spend contemplating why I feel the way I do. Um, so when I get home and I'm trying to just decompress, I try not to think anymore. <laughs> it's just <laughs> enjoy the moment, fucker. What about you, Bryce? What do you do to uh, escape your mental health? Video games a good way um <clears throat> i also have probably the best excuse to not think about anything i got two kids so everything all my energy ends up going when i'm not working goes to them so i'm solely focused on that so probably not the best way to just ignore everything <laughs> i mean when, when there's only so much you can do anyway um Something for me with all of this stuff is staying active, as active as I can politically, making sure that I fucking vote. Like primaries were last week or the beginning of this week in Oregon. So I fucking got that all done. Got my voice out best I can. What about uh, you, Samantha? I could honestly take better care of myself mentally if i'm being totally honest like there's definitely i think everybody could yeah there's that's i need to be more purposeful about taking care of myself versus just falling into taking care of myself like um i do read a lot for escapism like um honestly getting through 2021 the romance genre saved my mental stability uh whether it be ice planet barbarians all you know all the way to like the love the kiss quotient which like you know completely sci-fi bonkers boner fest and uh, you know all the way to all the way to like these sweet love stories like shipped by angie Harmon was great um you know so romance honestly saved my mental health and then this year it's been all about the thriller i don't know it's just my brain is going for certain things just so i can like not deal with certain things um when i first was unemployed video like i'm not a huge gamer but ryan introduced me to witcher the wild hunt and i logged so many hours into that game um that and jurassic park (laughs) that i really love that game um and evolution yeah dress the one where you're making the part yeah i love that game Mm -hmm. yep i love those and uh like don't starve is also another one that was really fun for me but like arc was fun i haven't played it in a long time but arc so i still jump on arc every so often just (laughs) yeah they keep adding stuff i haven't been on in fucking like years the the problem with arc is it's a lot more fun to play with friends well the new one's coming out uh supposed to be at the end of the year featuring vin diesel (laughs) 
Yeah, I'm not too. Uh, I guess he uh, fucking loves that game. Well, they added like a story aspect, and and to me, that's like that's not what art kind of defeats about. the purpose of art. Yeah, you know. So the purpose of art is of to get on solo, put all the codes that, on, <laughs> and just wipe it. <laughs> just be have a dinosaur that flies across the map. Yep. Oh, that'd be fun. That I just funny. want that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> just in general, just land right outside my deck and take me away. Um, no, Arcs, Bryce introduced me to Ark. It's a really fun. Um, I, I think it's classified as like a survival. Yeah. Uh, simulation. I like survival. Um, stuff, there's. So. I there's will, a game coming out at the end of the year that I'm super excited for called Sons of the Forest. It's a, like a survival horror game. And it looks fucking awesome. Nice. So I got Danny and Travis copies of uh, Seven Days to Die. It's Ryan a survival loves that horror game. game. Yeah, Ryan loves and, uh, that game. I'm hoping that Danny will uh, re-up his live account because when he does, I want to play that game oh, with, with Travis and, <laughs> and Danny and stream it on Twitch. Hell yeah. Fun. So I'm see if I, that's a freebie on Xbox. Um, it's like, it's it like 30 bucks. Well, I think it's also an ultimate freebie, so I think I can huh. just fucking download it. Well, if you do, let us know. We'll invite you to our party and you can stream with us. So, Sam, you said thrillers were another aspect. I'm not going to lie. I'm with you. It's been one of the reasons I'm very thankful for Shudder. Oh, yeah. Same, like movies and stuff like that. Um, writing, I wish, was a bigger escape for me. But it is like it's a lot of mental work creatively. And it just when the the level of depression that I hit. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to dig myself out enough to maintain any sort of like creative drive every day. And that was really hard. So that's fair. Yeah. And I, I like to learn things. So, I mean, I picked up hobbies. I learned new crafting skills. I was learning the ukulele and, you know, trying to, you know, so just kind of hopping around to different things. Just, you know, I don't know. I'm a serial crafter hobby or starter <laughs> i've i think i've actually found at least lately that the more despair i feel the more creative i want to be and i've i've gotten into a lot of things creatively just in the last two years danny can attest i made him a really nice little gift um and it's just because it's like there's so much yeah there it, you know, it looks nice on camera up close not so much <laughs> it looks great up close um but i just i find like i think that's why i i've worked so hard with with homestead i just want to put good stuff back into the world since there's so much crap Shit. crap you know um i got a project here danny i think you'll like if you can see it yeah a little bit there nice <laughs> Vigga, if this turns out, I might give this to Bryce. Oh yeah. <laughs> Gotta put a little, little gun on the end of knife. it. <laughs> You're right. It does I need, need a gun, gun that shoots more smaller guns that shoot <laughs> knives. It's like an He's got a knife that shoots guns that shoots knives that shoots more guns. I got I got this guy that I follow. I think he's in Russia or uh Ukraine. He makes um like destiny replica stuff. Nice. And there's one that he makes. I got to 
let me find them and I'll uh, I'll send it to you guys. But they're fucking awesome. Actually, it's really funny you mentioned that, Bryce, because I've got a template someplace. I just haven't had the time to sit down to do it, but I've got a template for just like an average uh, rifle from Destiny. Nice. And I thought about like I, I got the template so I could like if I could make it, I present it to you. Nice. <laughs> Here, it doesn't do anything, but it looks cool. Doesn't matter. Sometimes but this one, uh, he 3D prints them, and uh, I think he just made a, a version of this one that's got uh, like LEDs and stuff in it. The fuck is he? Yeah, that's. I think that's the next thing I want to learn. And actually, Danny, I might uh, pull you in on that. Uh, I want to give him a shout out too to start uh, putting like LEDs on on stuff. Uh, especially yeah. if I'm if I start doing guns and stuff. Right now, everything I'm doing is like <laughs> fantasy weapons. Um, yeah, for the most part, like the LED strips are easy. All you have to do is get a tiny brain. That I, as far as I understand. <clears throat> And once you, you connect the brain, you brain? program it and it works. Thank you, James. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. I'm kind of sad he missed it. <laughs> what? I said, he's, uh, Danny said you. you no, don't repeat it. Tiny. Make him listen to it. No. no. Fuck that. Never mind. I don't care. <laughs> it's really not worth listening to this again. If I only had I was that. there for it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, did. getting back to what I was saying before, I, I think it's, I, I, I just feel like that, for me, that's my way of kind of like balancing the scales, as it were, at least for me mentally, is like, if there's so much bad stuff, maybe if I can put something good out into the world, you know, I'll, I'll make something for Danny or or Travis or, you know, whatever. And then the scale sort of balance mentally, emotionally though, I don't think video games or crafting or whatever. I mean, I take a lot of joy out of that, but I don't think that when I start thinking about all the stuff going on in the world and how really helpless I am to affect any change. Sure. I can vote, but, what what does that what does that do? Yeah, but if we're talking about mental, like our taking care of ourselves mentally, that's different than like someone might, like Bryce said, like you know, getting his voice out is very helpful for him mentally and emotionally. Mm-hmm. That does that doesn't mean it is for ev- for everyone, and it doesn't have to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just think you know, it part of your mental health is your emotional health. Because so much of your emotions comes from your, your mental state, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So I feel like it's, it's important. Both aspects are very important. So it's like, I can do all they're tied together. Yeah, exactly. And I I think, you know, I, I think you can get a lot of emotional satisfaction from a lot of things, but I think emotional well-being is harder to find balance for than mental well-being. Yeah, I mean, the downside to mental well-being for me has always been that I'm a tangible kind of person. You know, if it's something that needs to be fixed, I can figure it out. Mm -hmm. You know, if it's something that's broken, you know, a desk or a drawer or something like that, I can fix that. 
when it comes to my physical body, it's like, yeah, when my leg was broken, I'm working on fixing that every day, trying to get it stronger and to where it doesn't take anything away from my normal day to day. So I'm actively working on the body parts. And for me, that doesn't even really register. But when I'm in a slump, it kind of takes one of those moments of reflection for me where it's like, what am I doing? Well, I ain't doing shit. What do you want to do? Fuck, I don't know. For me, that's been my key point to go, okay, something's wrong. What's going on? And I can be honest with you, you know, it's like I got this uh, drum set not that long ago. Here, I'll show everyone on the podcast because fuck everybody listening. They can't see. Oh, look, it's a drum set. It is. <laughs> and uh, ah, so I've, amazing. Did you put well, your, did I've you been touch focusing my drums? solely on that. <laughs> <touch> my drums. <laughs> I'm going to put my nuts on your drums. Uh, <laughs> but we know that's how you is, drum, though, Danny. It's okay. <laughs> well, it sucks because it's like I have a couple of songs that I've been working on and I hear the drums in my head and I've been trying to track this to the songs but hey i'm not that tech savvy as you all are well aware and so when i <laughs> just hit record on you know a hard line in all and my for some reason he deletes off. the entire computer well no no <laughs> every time don't put that bad juju in the air this is my only computer <laughs> man but no it's one of those things where it's like it sounds really bad because there are certain parts of it that peak and certain things that don't or don't sound out at all so i gotta go back and try to single track everything and that's a fucking headache and a half and it's like it i sit at this kit roughly every friday and anytime i can throughout the week the nice part about it is i can throw the headphones in and i don't really bother my neighbors um but it's like i'll sit at it for hours and hours and i'm just trying to work out these different parts of it these different riffs because i know what i want and i know what i hear and it kind of saps the joy out of it because I'm not that good. And, but I'm working at it. But at the same time, every part of me is like, fuck, I just want to pick up my guitar and play because I can do that. Or maybe I just record a new track of drums and I'll just make up something new. And it's like, yeah, I could. Or I could shut the fuck up and finish what I'm doing. It's like, God damn it. And, eventually it gets to a point where it's like music no longer becomes my escape but it becomes my chore and it's like fuck i need a drummer <laughs> but it's it, it's one of those things where even physically i can deal with that but i think where i'd been running into issues was mentally it was becoming laborious and I wasn't able to detach myself from the physical part of it to realize yeah this is kind of bringing me down here <laughs> it became a chore instead of a joy yeah and it's like don't get me wrong if if i could flip a magic switch that would make this machine do everything i want it to do to where i could just play along with the song as i have it recorded because i have it recorded to a click so it's not like the tempo's wrong or anything like that if i could just hit record and everything would record in and i could fix all the levels you know in real time to each piece yeah most of my shit would have been done like a month ago <laughs> and it's like fuck i gotta get good and i ain't good but yeah well you've had mental a month, health dude so 
Oh, I know. I know. (laughs) (laughs) And it's one of those things where it's like, again, my mental health doesn't really come into effect until that moment of going, fuck, I just don't want to. And it's like, I've had enough time to think to myself over the jobs and years that I've had where I've had just dead air time where I can just think about shit to realize that those are the moments I need to take stock and kind of figure my shit out. Cause let's face it, Bryce, you were there. You knew (laughs) framing is a brainless job. Once you know what you're doing. Oh yeah. It's an autopilot job. Mm -hmm. So eight to 10, sometimes 12 hours a day. I'm the only thing I'm thinking about is shit. I remember when we did like, 12 to 13 hours, seven days a week. Cause it was just the two of us. Yep. And it's like, again, if I wasn't talking to you, I, I was running inner monologues. Yeah. And it's like, I had a music track to back it up, but honestly, I had a lot of time to be introspective. Yeah. And yeah, that helped me kind of negotiate that and figure out where my mental state was. But at the same time, doesn't stop it from going into a slump every now and again Mm -hmm. so i don't know when it comes to mental health and physical health i don't necessarily believe they're mutually exclusive because i know that physical health can make you mentally unhealthy if you feel like you're not taking care of yourself or you have any kind of body dysmorphia whatsoever that can negatively impact your mental state really easily. Um, and then your desire to do anything is lessened by sheer default. So it's kind of like adding insult to injury as you go down the list. But at the same time, I can attest that when it comes to physical for me, it's really easy to address when it's mental. It takes effort to be there. But that's just me. I don't know. I might just be fucking weird. We're all a little weird. A little bit. A little bit. Some of us. That's why we're all here others. talking together. Yeah. Right. Yep. This is. That's why we're friends. It's more than just a little weird. <laughs> it's a lot weird. It's a lot. We're weird. we're really fucking weird. It's not a you guys you only know, get a panel band with a sign that says "free candy." <laughs> weird, but it's close. It's close. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I think we get along because we're all drawn to each other's weirdness. Yep. Agreed. We have complementary weirdness. Uh-huh. Your uh-huh. weird fits my weird. <laughs> Whatever. You're my lobsters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, Ryan's over there and we were talking the other day and I was like, you know, I don't think I could have gotten through these last couple years with anybody else (laughs) like even by myself i probably would have been worse off um it's fair but like it's it makes such a big difference to have a good partner and he's been awesome so i'm like i hope i was just as awesome but you know you were he can't hear me but he better be nodding yes so (laughs) internally yeah So, uh-huh yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah totally, totally. Oh, yeah. externally yeah. he's looking at you going i'm gonna fuck this up so i'm just gonna pretend like i can't hear I'm just gonna smile and nod <laughs> you know what i'm gonna i'm going to uh add to your sentiment samantha because i have been married for almost 15 years now to the greatest woman i i have been so lucky uh 
and it's it's nice because I know she's going through the same shit I am. You know, we're watching the world burn essentially, and we're like, how can people be so stupid? How you know? But it's not only that. It's like when I'm down, she knows it, and she will, you know, do what she can to help get me up to where I am normally. And and same for me uh, when when she's when she's down. So I think I think you're right. I think getting through a lot of this. I don't think it's something that you can do alone. I think it's, you know, whether you have a romantic relationship or a good friend or a close family member, you have that person in your life that you can go to, that you can vent. And I think we're all lucky because we have our romantic partners, but we have each other. You know, we have, we have a, a strong support group, you know, and I think that's really important for your emotional and mental uh, health, having those people that you can rely on at a moment's notice sometimes say, Hey, I'm, you know, this is the shit I'm thinking about right now, you know, and have someone who can talk you off the ledge as it were, you know, you know, and it's funny because uh, I kind of want to add to that in the respects that, you know, don't misunderstand me when I say this, but it's like I, I've been with Josie and married to her. Let's see, as of this year, will be fifteen years. That took you too long. And we've, <laughs> well, we've been together for if my math is right, and it's probably not, but I believe we've been together for twenty-two years. And it's one of those things where you know I got used to our dynamic a long time ago where my role that I took on myself was the, the shoulder, you know, the, the stone by which the waves crash upon. But it's like, so it took a lot for me to get comfortable, like opening up because I always felt like, ain't nobody need my bullshit. I'm here for you. Oh, I feel, yeah, in the exact same way. And it's like, so there was a weird dynamic for a long time where it was like, no matter how bad I was feeling, I did everything in my power to hide it mm-hmm. or at least work through it enough to be functional. And that's, you know, where I found my escapisms were because of that. I found ways to placate my own issues because it wasn't that I didn't think I was worthy of somebody to listen to me and it didn't ever dawn on me ever that they couldn't handle it or didn't want to it was more uh I, I would even say it was like a machismo thing where it's like no this is for me to handle this i got this i i ain't gonna fucking worry about letting anybody else know this shit because they yeah, don't need it. and <clears throat> the problem was is when things got really bad and i'd hit my bottom Full disclosure, I, I had a bad habit of just kind of exploding emotionally. And it's like, never got physical, never got violent, but I would definitely get opinionated. <laughs> and I would definitely have myself a good waterwork session. But it was one of those things where it's like, again, it was not for anybody else to see or hear or know. And I know now that that's unhealthy. It's really hard to break that programming 
because I've spent so long doing it that way. Um, and advice to anybody who does listen to this show, and I hope there's more than just David. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we miss you, David. We do. Advice to you is, you know, the people you surround yourself with are your family. The people you talk to on a regular basis, that's your family. And the people who love you, love you unconditionally. So if you're having a bad fucking day, it's okay to tell them, hey, I'm having a bad fucking day. Mm -hmm. And explain it to them. And maybe they might be able to help. And maybe they're not the best at supporting because maybe they don't know. But it's not because they don't love you. And it's not because they don't want to understand. It's just they don't know how to help. And a lot of the times that's where I ran into issues was if I was having a really shit day, you know, Josie isn't really attuned to really being somebody else's psychologist, you know, their therapist. So she'd give you, you know, the, Oh dude, I'm sorry. You know, that sucks. And that was about it. And it's like, don't get me wrong. That's awesome. Because that's what she was good at doing. And all she was really comfortable with doing as well. And Again, knowing that in those moments still made it difficult for me to swallow. It's like, fuck, just get me for five minutes because I'm having a day. And it caused a little bit of resentment. But honestly, even after the fact, it was easy for me to acknowledge that that was on me, too. You know, it's like understand who you're talking to and understand what they're capable of and don't expect more out of them because that's just being selfish at that rate. Just because you would want them to respond a certain way or try to console you in a certain way doesn't make it the way they're going to do it. They're going to do the best they can because they love you, but that might not be enough. And that's okay. And I think that was something I had to get used to as well, because there was a couple of times where we hit an impasse and it was like, fuck dude i don't i <laughs> but it's also i mean it's not completely shut. on the other person you have no. to be able to communicate yeah you know i mean you can't expect someone to be a, a mind reader oh yeah you know and if if you're looking for a certain kind of you know support and they're not giving it to you you need to be able to go hey absolutely this is yeah. what i'm looking for Absolutely. And honestly, but also that's... knowing too, like uh, if that person isn't giving you the support that you're looking for, go to the person who you know can. Right. You know? And again, don't get me wrong. You're absolutely right. And what made that more prevalent to me and much more like noticeable, because honestly, I had, I had gotten into the idea that it was like, well, fuck, you know, there's really no point. And bringing it up at all because I knew that that's what she was capable of. And so I wasn't going to hold that against her. I just knew that it's like, well, that's not what I'm needing. So I just, I'll hold on to that for later, you know, in hopes that I'll find something or someone that will help me kind of work that demon out. And truth be told, it's one of the reasons why Travis is a good buddy of mine. For some reason, when him and I would meet up at laundry, Fuck, I unloaded on this dude, the poor bastard. But how he shot things back at me, it was like, fucker, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it took just that small little bit and it was like, okay, game on. 
no, you're right. And it gave me so much more to think about. It gave me so many more perspectives to view things from. Because, I mean, you guys know me well enough to know that the devil's advocate is kind of my life. But it's sometimes hard to do it to yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was running into trouble. You know, it's like with my personal feelings and how I was seeing things. It wasn't that I was like, oh, well, fuck Trump. Well, but maybe it's like, no, that <laughs> clearly that's a one-sided coin that I don't care. <laughs> but it's like, it was one of those things where with my own emotional state, I had to become aware that there is another side to this. There is more outside of how I'm just feeling right now that's impacting my mental state and making things more difficult to understand and move past. And that's what kind of keyed it off for me. So again, that's me. I, I'm, I try to be as introspective as possible. But yeah, I, I feel you though. Like, like I grew up very much the rock of my friend group. And when I needed something, it was just always, I wasn't quite, um, as supported as I was giving support. So it was, you know, it's very lonely in those moments. Um, so I'm used to being like, all right, just dealing with my own shit, handling my own shit. And I don't need to put it on anyone else because I can handle it. I got it. I can do it. Blah, 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 blah. So you just build up those walls. And then even with Ryan, like we were together 10 months and we broke up for, you know, 10 months to a year because I was an emotional basket case. And I was like, eh, I don't know about this. Someone who might actually be good for me. Um, and then it took that for me to realize, okay, this is like some like, okay, this is good. And then we got back together and it's been fantastic since, but I had a lot of, um, I had a lot of work to do to allow him to be an emotional support for me. Like still to this day, like, like I was so bogged down with stuff. Just like, it was a few months ago and I was down here. I don't like to cry. I hate crying. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And I don't like crying in front of people, especially. And I waited for him to go upstairs, (laughs) put on his headphones. And then I was like, just bawling, but he heard me and he stopped everything, came downstairs. We talked it out and it had nothing to do with he and I, it was just those external stressors. Mm -hmm. But now because he's such an emotionally supportive person, I'm like, I cry at the drop of a fucking hat. And I'm like, (laughs) fuck you, you emotionally safe person. God damn it. How how dare you let me have my emotions? (laughs) How dare you? How dare you love me? <laughs> but it was, you know, it took opening up to someone like him for me to be able to even be emotionally vulnerable, which is a great thing to be to have that mental health and emotional health balance. So um I still do tend to bottle, but it's much easier for me to talk about it now. And it's much easier for me to get it off my chest now. And again, like I said, I'll, I'll cry at the drop of a hat now. And I'm like, what like shit that I would never cry at movies and stuff like year, like a couple years ago now i'm just like <laughs> so i <laughs> i'm like i love and hate it like fuck you and your emotional support <laughs> see but, and i'm yeah. very much the same only the difference was is i didn't like crying for myself because i felt like oh you know give your balls a tug you pussy uh <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time i hug your balls a lot a lot um they're droopy but you know whatever uh but it's one of those things where it's like 
if there was something going on and a lot of people were emotional, I can't like there's something coded in my brain. I will do everything in my power to hold that shit back. Because again, for me, it was like, you know, when my grandma passed and we went out and uh, spread her ashes, I remember my dad was a mess, just an absolute mess. And now here's a guy who didn't cry very often at all. But he was just a mess. And for me, it was like, nope, nope. I know this shit breaks my fucking heart, too. But nope, nope. Can't do it. Got to be here for him. Because, again, that's the unintentional role that I've kind of taken. Um, well, not unintentional. I, I volunteered for it. But it's like, yeah, if other people are sad, I don't. But if I'm sad, fuck, I don't care. I'll cry. Fuck's sake, I cried at Coco. Like, I didn't oh give god a fuck. so did i god i, I was balling <laughs> i watched coco i watched raya raya and the last dragons and i watched um luca like all back to back or and in Kanto, and like i over like the course of a week i'm sorry and because i just kept hearing how great these new disney movies were and i'm like i don't know i've never watched them so let's give them a shot i cried at every single one of them and i'm like God damn it. <laughs> Leia made me happy cry. Me Luca too. made I me loved, happy cry. I loved those movies so much. They were so good. But Coco, I done fucked up bad. And I think I told you this story, but it came out shortly after my old man had passed. Mm -hmm. And my dumb ass was just like, yeah, let's go see this movie in theaters because it'll be cool. Oh, no. Hell yes. Oh. Went there, had a pitcher of cider between us. And halfway through this movie, I'm just... <laughs> I didn't fucking care. It was like, screw it. I don't know what it is, but as I get older, more and more, I, I find myself watching movies, especially movies with like happy endings, getting all emotional, getting, you know, like happy crying, like not uh -huh. to tears, but it's like, <gasps> look away. Yep. yep. I, I don't know what it is. And because I could have watched these, all these, these movies 20 years ago. No, that was a good movie. It's because you're dead inside back then. <laughs> so it's my wife's fault. Stupid, emotionally supportive partners. God Bullshit. damn it. Fucking safe zone for emotions and shit. Fuck you guys. <laughs> no, we love you. Like, seriously. Actually, you, you know what, what really, really messed me up uh, was the first seasons of uh, the first season of 13 reasons why yeah still haven't watched it yeah. that hit yeah. me so close to home <clears throat> that was almost all of my high school years uh in and i i absolutely love that book i love that show they should have left it at one season yeah because, that's, that's how i feel uh every season after that it just like Okay, now you're just milking it. But that first season was rough for me. So, but yeah. Anyway. There's some good catharsis to be had with crying, though. It's there kind is, of yeah. a it's a good way to kind of expel all the baggage that we carry around. And so it's, it's a release. Yeah. And it's really nice to have that because honestly, like the only other times in my life I ever genuinely felt that heightened level of catharsis was 
when I play a show live, you know, and I've done that maybe all of three times in my life. No, sorry, four, five times. But each one of those times, I was able to unload all of the weight that I held on my shoulders. And it was so invigorating and relaxing all at the same time. And it was beautiful. But yeah, a good cry. Right up until the end of that last one. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hence the last one. no it it was still it was good for me but yeah having a good cry honestly like i don't fault anybody who does cry at the drop of a hat because honestly hey as far as i'm concerned you're more in touch with your heightened sense of emotion than i am um, I can see some pretty fucked up shit and it doesn't make me cry. I can see some heartwarming stuff and it doesn't make me cry, but if something hits me just right, yeah, it will one way or the other, but I don't know. I think we live in a world that's filled up with enough reasons to cry at the drop of a hat. And I think we're all getting to a point where we're either becoming cold to it or, we're just building up for the big fall. You know, it's like we're waiting for that one moment, that one thing that just puts us right over the edge. We'll have our fucking giant ball out. And after that, we'll be ready for the next two years of horse shit. <laughs> right. But I cried in 2016 right after the elections. Oh, didn't we? <laughs> I think we all did. A little bit, a little bit. But then I cried again in uh, in 2020 after 2020? the elections, but for a completely different, different reason. <laughs> one was happy and one was sad. Right? I also think in 2016, vibe. we all died a little inside. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Guys, I want to I want to just uh, thank you because I, I feel like I've been dealing with a lot of heavy stuff mentally. Uh, so talking with you guys today has been kind of cathartic. So thanks for that. Oh, yeah, buddy. Anytime. It's and with game. that, we're going to call this so, one good. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> so, David, enjoy your, you know, long session here, bud. Hope you have a good cry. <laughs> <laughs> You'll you're feel more better. of a man if you're That's the perfect to cry. title of the show. I hope you have a good cry. Hope you have a good cry. Yeah, there yeah. you go. And it's worth it. Oh, yeah. It's worth wrong it. With it. That, let uh, it. Just let it loose. And there's this thing with specifically with guys this toxic masculinity yeah. of yeah. not Such being allowed to cry it shows yep. weakness i think it shows more being able to allow yourself to do that yep i think more men should cry yep. yeah fuck it's not like we're lacking in reasons to mm, that's yeah. true oh All but right, my guys. other escapism is alcohol <laughs> that's why they don't cry they just, I mean, just saying, drown their sorrows in beer. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, God. I don't have a problem. <laughs> I have a problem. You have a problem. You have I'm not drinking. So you're angry. drinking. Clearly, your problem is you ain't drinking. Just saying. Uh, no, and honestly, full disclosure, not a healthy coping mechanism. No, yes, please don't do that. I didn't want to say do anything, that. but don't do that. It. I'm making jokes. I will say, when we do the podcast, I always have my one beer a week on this podcast because it's like, fuck it. 
I'm going to have me a beer. He's got a drink to get through the show with us. I don't You don't? I mean, I just assumed Sam's water bottle was filled up with vodka. Something. (laughs) I did have some nice uh, Metallica blackened whiskey yesterday. That was pretty good. How is that? It's pretty good. Nice. I'm not a big uh, whiskey fan, but I wanted to give it a shot because it's fucking Metallica. Yeah, but I'm not it's, a whiskey it's fan either, really but good. I want to try some. Yeah, it's really good. I'll have to give it a shot. I am a whiskey yeah. fan. It was good. Hell yeah. I've had it for, I don't know, three or four years. I yep. just finally cracked it open. Hell yeah. Get some for Ryan. Yeah. It's good. No, that's why I like my scotch. It sticks around for a long time. Yeah. Because periodically, like, you'll go a couple of months and it'll just sit up on my cabinet and it's like, nah, nah. <laughs> you want to see then... Bryce run for the hills, bust out Jägermeister. And Juicy Juice? <laughs> and Juicy <laughs> uh, No, thanks. <laughs> oh, whatever. You love it. You know it. Uh, he did not. that night. Like a <laughs> I, I do not time. have fond memories. Because <laughs> I don't have after. any memories of that night. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. Uh, fortunately i do and pictures so i do have pictures no i i remember most of that. Uh, that was a good night oh yeah until we finished the jar and then it was not <laughs> okay folks want to thank you for joining us and we'll talk to you all next week Bye. Thank you for listening to Not Another Podcast. There are so many places for you to find us outside of www.notanotherpodcast.com. For instance, you can find us on Facebook at Not Another Podcast. You can also find us on Tumblr at www.notanotherpodcast.tumblr.com. You can also find me, Samantha Stark, on Twitter at Samantha Stark 3 And you can find James on Twitter as well under James Spooky, spelled with an I-E, not a Y. And you wanted it, you asked for it, you got it. You can also find us now on iTunes under, you guessed it, Not Another Podcast. We'll talk to you soon. Peace out, Not Another Podcasters.